Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have an exciting episode on the topic of PCOS. The topic of the day is three misconceptions about PCOS that are keeping you from getting pregnant. And with us on this adventure is Dr. Potter, who is a naturopathic doctor um, and leading expert in PCOS fertility. She is the creator of the PCOS fertility protocol that helps women with an individualized approach to overcoming infertility with PCOS. Dr. Potter is also a speaker and has shared the stage with various CEOs and global thought leaders from corporations like Google, Microsoft, and Headspace. Dr. Potter is a nutritionist as well as a doctor, and she lives in Portland, Oregon with her husband and two kids. Dr. Angela Potter is is really going to be a fun guest because she's a naturopathic doctor who embodies a lot of what I'm always going over in this podcast, nutrition, catered nutraceutical supplements, and lifestyle medicine, and um, herbal medicine, and so excited to have Dr. Potter here today with us to share her wisdom. Um, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much, Dr. Christina. It's wonderful to be here. Great. So how did you get into specializing in PCOS? Yeah, well, throughout my years of practice, I started seeing just more and more women with PCOS. And I heard this similar story over and over again, where they had gone out to see their, you know, their primary care doctor, their general care, and they were getting this information about, you know, well, there's not really anything we can do for you. It's going to be a really difficult journey for you. You know, things like, hey, you know, go out and lose 150 pounds and everything will just open up for you. And um, and these women are just leaving feeling really dismissed and hopeless and like, where, what am I supposed to do? What can I do for my body? And so the more I heard that, I just realized like there's such a huge need. And um, there's this issue in the medical world with this just dismissive advice, like, okay, we, we, we have this one pill for you, um, try this. And if it doesn't work, we don't really know what else to do. For myself, that was um, through an anxiety journey. I used to struggle with a lot of anxiety and, and that was something that I experienced. They were like, here, try this pill. If it doesn't work, you know, we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And when in reality, there's just like, there's this whole vast amount of, of exciting health transformations that you can access by getting to, you know, the right resources, the right providers and all of this. And so that's why um, that's what made me develop the PCOS fertility protocol and just really dive into helping these women. I love that. um, Because, you know, having PCOS myself and Mm -hmm. having so many patients with it. I mean, like, 
I struggled so many of my patients struggle with these like systemic issues, like not just fertility, like there's mental and emotional trouble that comes with it. There's obviously the weight control for some people, the skin problems, weird hair growth. And, and yeah, it's like you go to the doctor and first of all, it's way underdiagnosed. Um, yes. the amount of women that I actually diagnose in lieu of their doctor, even when it's very obvious, like I'll have patients that have irregular, mostly long cycles, um, mm -hmm. a very high AMH, like a very high egg count, um, LH luteinizing hormone levels that are kind of like up, up a lot of the time. So their OPK predictors are off. Like they're, they're, these are very, or like belly fat. These are very kind of obvious signs of PCOS. And yet they're having problems with their fertility and their doctor is not saying it's PCOS they're, because they're so hesitant to give that diagnosis because it's a spectrum disorder, you know, because one doctor will say, oh, yeah, I think you have it pretty sure. And then the next doctor will say no. So it's it, it ends up being this area where there is such an opportunity, but we need to be informing people that they probably have it. <laughs> So they have the direction to, to be able to treat it because it's, it, cause it responds so well to lifestyle medicine and natural medicine, much better than with, um, with Western medicine, a lot of the time, um, mm -hmm. even if we use IVF for it, you know, we see that women with PCOS, because there's a high egg count can often get tons of eggs. A lot of the time they're bad quality. What are some of the struggles that you've seen with your patients with PCOS? Like, what are the common things to, that you see them dealing with? Yeah, well, it's really, they're usually coming to me after, you know, a year or two of trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're struggling with the weight gain, fatigue, um, so, uh, certainly some of the skinny type PCOS patients come to me and they are usually, um, having a lot of like the acne and the hair growth. Um, and then of course it's always the fertility piece. That's the biggest struggle. Mm -hmm. Of course. Well, yeah. that, I mean, that's the one that motivates them to, to take action, right? Fertility is, is really right. the most motivating thing. It's why I love being in this um, profession so much and specializing in this area is because this is where women are ready to transform their lives yeah. to, to get that, that beautiful baby. Um, so the topic of the day being three misconceptions about PCOS that are keeping you from getting pregnant. Let's dive in. What is the first misconception? Yeah. So the first misconception that so many women are hearing, particularly from their providers, is that there is no treatment for PCOS. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I, I really love talking with women about this because it's interesting. Like, yes, there's no one pill that fixes PCOS. So I think that's where a lot of these doctors are coming from. Like, okay, well, we'll typically they'll start with metformin and um, they'll try that and say, well, if, if that doesn't work, then just stay on your birth control until you want to get pregnant and then go to a fertility center. Um, you know, that's missing out on this huge missing piece of that woman's health. And the, the thing with PCOS is that there's different types of PCOS and, you know, there's common symptoms that we see across the board, common things happening physiologically, but we really want to take the time to understand the type of PCOS that that woman is experiencing 
because each of the different types has a different treatment plan. Mm, interesting. Yeah. What, what would be the different types of PCOS? Yeah. So I do it a couple different ways. So first we want to really dive in to see, you know, does she have cysts on her ovaries? Cause not everyone with PCOS has cysts, mm-hmm. which, you know, is, is a lot of people don't know that because of course it's in the name. Everyone thinks that, yeah, the cysts are a big part of that. So we want to see, you know, what part of um, the diagnostics is there, right? Are there cysts on the ovaries? Are there really high androgens? Um, And then we look into, okay, is insulin resistance the main part of your PCOS, which is one of the most common. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the most common that I see in my practice is post-pill PCOS. Mm. And so, yeah, um, that's when the symptoms of PCOS don't start until after someone comes off hormonal birth control. So, you know, maybe throughout their teenage years, early 20s totally normal periods, nothing, they don't even think about it. And then they're on the pill for a few years, come off it, and all of a sudden, they can't get their periods back. Mm -hmm. Um, And they get that weight gain and Mm -hmm. the acne. I when I was a teenager, I had like some of the PCOS symptoms, but I didn't have all of them. Like I had regular periods. um, But I had cysts on my ovaries here and there. Um, but I had regular periods. So they were like, well, ah, that's probably not it. So I also, I had terrible cystic acne. Um, I definitely had a tendency towards having a little bit of fat in my belly, but I was very athletic. Um, so I think that that kind of kept the PCOS under control. Now that said, I ate garbage, pizza, sugar, dairy products, tons of gluten, And I was tired all the time. Like I remember falling asleep in my classes in high school and the teachers hating me. And I was like, I don't know what's, and my, my knees would hurt. Like it was just like a variety of strange symptoms. And the doctor was like, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, And it wasn't until my late twenties that um, I went through a period of stress and was exposed to a lot of pollution in China. My period completely stopped. Um, And a little while later, I was in India working on projects um, in villages and a village doctor diagnosed it because it was the first time that I had cysts all over my ovaries. So that was the only time, even though I had a lot of the symptoms prior, you know, the terrible acne, the weight gain in the belly, um, you know, fatigue, like there were clearly signs of insulin resistance, but it wasn't diagnosed until they could see the, you know, the pearls all over my um, ovaries. So I think that's a shame that, that we're only diagnosing women with PCOS if they have, you know, the characteristic polycystic ovaries, because what I've found is that if you're athletic, if you're eating right, if you're doing even living a close to normal lifestyle, you may not have the cysts, but you could have some of the other things. I don't know what your experience with that it might be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and even the like, the diagnostic governing bodies who are really working on PCOS mm-hmm. go are shifting the diagnostic criteria every few years, mm-hmm. because it's a little ambiguous. Um, and, you know, but also being practitioners who are focused on, okay, who is this patient in front of me? You know, it's like, we can see that 
that general picture of PCOS. And even if they don't fit the, the general diagnostic criteria, it's like, okay, but what are you struggling with? And how can we just dive into just getting this transformation for you? Well, I think that there, there's a lot of, ins- at least from my experience and my observation, I think there's a lot more insulin resistance going on than people in, in struggles with fertility than people are yeah. um, really privy to. Like, I think the um, like percentage of the population that probably is a, like somewhat pre-diabetic insulin resistant had some kind of malfunctioning of their um, insulin and blood sugar metabolism is probably higher than we're thinking. And because a lot of the symptoms are insidious, um, like the ones that I'm describing and, and the doctors mostly are di- are diagnosing it by measuring the hemoglobin A1C, which, mm-hmm. is, which is actually not a very accurate um, way to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, with naturopathic medicine in Portland, I know that you can run a lot of lab tests. Are yeah. there particular lab tests that you run that help you diagnose PCOS? Um, yeah, so I'm running like the reproductive hormones, of course, uh, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, mm-hmm. LH, FSH. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see a pelvic ultrasound. And then um, thyroid is really important mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, this brings us really well into the second misconception being that, you know, metformin is the only treatment for PCOS Mm -hmm. before jumping to fertility drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so many women are, are hearing this from their provider, like, okay, well, we'll put you on metformin and um, just see how it goes. And for many, for many women, metformin works and it's great. And it does like help with those insulin receptors and it helps with ovulation and that's their key to fertility. But for a lot of women, it's not. And for months and years, they're on metformin and they're, they've been told that this is the only option. And then they're left feeling hopeless and like their body's broken. Mm-hmm. And what needs to happen is to understand all these different systems in the body that might be contributing to their PCOS, to their infertility, right? Because it's not just about our lady parts when it comes to fertility, right? Which, I mean, I'm sure you're working on a ton. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a multi-system issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, bringing in that thyroid, looking to see what the thyroid is doing because our thyroid hormone talks directly to the ovaries. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is not just about getting a TSH hormone run. That's our main thyroid hormone that is the hormone that's typically run just if you go into your PCP and say, Hey, I want to check on my thyroid, but you want to get this global picture of what the thyroid is doing. You want to look at the different hormones like T3 and T4. Those are the ones that go throughout the body and talk to the ovaries. You want to see if there's an autoimmune condition of the thyroid going on because we know inflammation is a big piece of PCOS and infertility. Mm-hmm. And so if your immune system is just out of whack and attacking your thyroid and you've got this autoimmune condition, then you know, you've got to work on that piece of the inflammation and the autoimmune. And then also how that thyroid, that imbalanced thyroid hormone is then directly affecting the ovaries. Yeah, and I those are pieces I... that people don't think of right away. 
No, I totally agree. I actually see the PCOS and thyroid issues tied in together. And it's interesting because I talked to an endocrinologist at one point and he, and he was like, oh, thyroid issues, um, you know, are overdiagnosed and insulin resistance is un- underdiagnosed. Um, and, and I was like, that's interesting. I actually see them coexist. Like I'm with you where I'm, I'm seeing them kind of happen together because I find that when you're insulin resistant or you have a thyroid issue, you can become kind of pro-inflammatory. A lot of it, mm-hmm. like just you inflame very easily, you start reacting to things and then to, to downregulate that response can become tricky, which is why acupuncture is so helpful, why herbs and supplements and, and dietary changes are so essential. Yes. Because what a lot of people don't realize with inflammation and fertility is that when you have a lot of inflammation, particularly if it's morphed into an autoimmune condition, right, your immune system is on alert all day long, running around being like, um, you know, attacking as such a crazy word to use, but you know, attacking internally, things that it doesn't want in your body. And um, which is a normal response. But again, if you have too much inflammation, then it's turned into an, an abnormal response. And so then if you do conceive, the body may view that that fetus at, in the, those first early days, as something foreign to move it out of the body. And so that's why inflammation is incredibly important to just get under control before conception. If you're one of the go-getters of the world who battles constant stress, low energy, bloating, or wacky hormones, I have just the thing for you. Junk Juice is a boutique line of herbal cocktails that works together synergistically to have you looking and feeling fabulous. Junk juice formulas are inspired by the wisdom of Eastern medicine and backed by modern research to help you tackle the demands of the modern world and crush it. If you or a loved one needs help combating stress, anxiety, low energy, brain fog, hormonal or digestive issues, then please head to our website at ilovejunkjuice.com to try out our formulas. And if you can't find something that suits you, then check out our bespoke option. That's the one for you ladies tackling a specific fertility issue, be it egg quality, thin uterine lining, irregular ovulation, or failed implantation. You can fill out an online questionnaire and have a potent herbal formula made just for you. Follow us on Instagram at at junkjuicemagic or reach out to info at ilovejunkjuice.com for more information. I completely agree. I I have a huge focus on on lowering inflammation. Um, I think the implantation piece and maintaining a healthy pregnancy is huge because we don't want the body to be rejecting it or um, you know treating it as a as an invader. I also mm-hmm. find that it can be really crucial in improving egg quality in these situations because you know we mm-hmm. higher you know the inflammation or the more consistent and chronic it becomes the more um, there's free radical damage and oxidative stress that will start to degrade the quality of the eggs. And, and so with PCOS, it's great that a lot of the time there's a lot of eggs, like a high AMH, it could be six or so, but if you retrieve 50 eggs in an IVF cycle, or even if you have, you know, you're ovulating an egg every month, if none of them are good quality, we're not going to have much luck getting pregnant with, with the condition. So 
Um, so yeah, this is, this is a, this is the right angle is that we're treating, um, you know, it from several different angles. What is the third misconception? Yeah. I mean, the third misconception is just these women are being heard that they aren't going to be able to get pregnant. Like, okay, you've got PCOS. Sorry. Like you're just not going to be able to get pregnant. And I mean, oh my gosh, if you walk out of a doctor's office hearing that information, what are you going to do? You're going to like cry yourself to sleep and feel like, you know, your body is attacking itself. And, um, and when there really are answers to support your fertility, you know, which of course we've been talking about some really uh, good tips to, to harness your fertility potential. And, and another important thing to realize in the, the fertility journey is the impact of our stress hormone, cortisol. Um, and I certainly am not saying like, hey, you know, talking to a woman with PCOS, like just go reduce your stress and everything will work out for you because they get that kind of information. And that is incredibly unhelpful because when you're on a fertility journey, you're, you're going to be incredibly upset and stressed, right? And so, no, it's more about like the, what's happening, happening physiologically with our body, with our stress hormone cortisol. And we're living in this modern world where we just were exposed to stressors constantly. I mean, one, if you're dealing with infertility, but then also, you know, you've got like meetings to go to and you've got to make dinner and the grocery stores across the town and there's traffic. Like this, we're living in an age where we have really high levels of cortisol constantly which evolutionarily for our species is very abnormal. It's very new and different. And research is finding how much that's affecting chronic disease, you know, just mood and, and energy levels. And then fertility is a big piece in that as well. Because if, if you're someone who has cortisol just pumping in your body all day long, when you're not going to be feeling good, right? You're going to be probably anxious and have insomnia. Um, but also that then affects blood sugar levels, which, you know, brings us back to those insulin receptors that are going to be affecting the ovaries and contributing to fertility. So again, this is like a piece that feels like not, you know, like, whoa, how is this involved with fertility. Like I wouldn't have even put those connections together when in reality, it's amazing how our body is working in all these different ways to affect our fertility. And we've got to be, you know, really knowledgeable about how to put those pieces together for each individual person's picture. Yeah. And it's nice to have just a catered program, um, sometimes. And, and I find, you know, the way that I explain sometimes the stress response with PCOS is first of all, we have a predisposition with PCOS of having a brain chemistry that's a little bit sensitive. Like I see a lot of women with PCOS and, and myself included a tendency more towards anxiety, towards depression, towards overwhelm, inability to cope with stress. Um, so maybe we're, we're lower in the serotonin, maybe we're lower in dopamine GABA. I'm not exactly sure because I haven't found the research to, to correlate, but I anecdotally, what I observe clinically is that is that women with PCOS tend to feel a bit more frenzied, and and without a doubt, um, the hormonal makeup 
is, is part of that. Women with PCOS tend to be lower in certain hormones and sometimes higher in others. Higher in testosterone sometimes, sometimes prolactin, um, and lower sometimes in thyroid hormones, mm -hmm. but oftentimes in reproductive hormones like estrogen and progesterone, making it so that you have a very late or infrequent ovulation. Um, so, so one of the strategies that, that I um, incorporate is the use of herbs, acupuncture, and some supplements along with a clean diet to regulate that ovulation, bring it a little bit, you know, like shorten it a little bit so that you're not ovulating like day 25, 30, maybe you start ovulating day 16 to 18 um, by raising the hormone levels. What, um, Dr. Potter, what are some of your favorite strategies for, for women with PCOS? What do you find to be the most effective? And it doesn't have to be specific supplements or anything like that, but what are the things that you, that like the takeaways for our listeners that they could go put into action? Yeah. Yeah. So number one is to get comprehensive testing done mm -hmm. to really understand the root cause of what your fertility issues are. Again, you know, we've talked about a few things. It's not just about your estrogen and progesterone. I mean, that kind of, it boils down to that because you want to make sure that you're having enough progesterone in order to ovulate um, and keep the pregnancy going. But it's like, why do you have the low progesterone, high estrogen? And you've got to find out, you want to look at your gut health. You want to look at your cortisol levels, thyroid, um, and just get this really big picture of what is going on in your health. And um, yeah, and then really diving in, working on an approach that helps understand your individual picture because as we've talked about, I mean, PCOS expresses itself differently in everyone's bodies. And so you, you're not going to respond very well to a one size fits all approach. I always um, say to, to my patients, like it can be a little bit of time before we have your cycle fully regulated. So I, I, you know, really recommend our listeners to, to, Think about if you have PCOS before trying to, you know, hop over the basics and go for the mm -hmm. big guns to, to please first attend to the basics. And if you want to go the route of IVF, um, you can do that, but you're going to be very likely to get pregnant on your own, like highly likely. I always tell my patients with PCOS, it's the best fertility problem to have because once you get it sorted, you're going to have a litter of babies. Um, um, but, you know, trying to kind of skirt around it and, and jump the gun, it isn't always the best approach. Yeah. And that brings up a really good point because us as, you know, integrative, more natural providers, it's not that the medications are bad that, you know, we're saying, no, like don't use Clomid, no IVF, not at all, mm -hmm. but exactly that. If you're jumping to it and you've got, you've missed this whole big piece of your body of what's going on, like, do you have thyroid issues? Is your egg quality not as optimal as it should be? Then those IVF cycles are not going to be successful. And so, yeah, if we work on your body to, get, you know, your body just pumped up with these antioxidants and just really good foods that your body loves. And then it's like, oh, we got you so close. And you just need that, you know, that next jump, then those outcomes are going to be so much better when you've set this foundation for your body. Yeah, it will. It, I get 
from what I've seen too, it saves in a lot of suffering because say, you know, I I've seen patients, they, you know, get into the IVF or even like a medicated IUI, like Clomid or something, or just not even an IUI, just using Clomid. And then, you know, their lining doesn't develop their uterine lining and they've taken medication that makes them feel crazy. And then they don't have a lining like thick enough for something to implant. Um, you know, I, it's very like disconcerting. It, it really is very stressful. Um, when you move from trying naturally and you go into using assisted reproductive technology and it doesn't go the way that you thought it would. So for all our listeners, just, you know, see someone like Dr. Potter or I get the basics, um, you know, uh, going and more than likely you'll have to get pregnant naturally and have a bunch of babies if that's what you Mm -hmm. want. And, and in any case, you'll be more prepared to go forward with any kind of program. Um, even if you're doing something like this, like Dr. Potter's, um, program simultaneously whilst, you know, going through, uh, assisted reproductive technology, it's going to be a better, smoother, and very highly likely to be more successful, um, you know, ride, uh, in this fertility adventure. And, mm-hmm. and it's stuff that you can oftentimes really do in your own time. And, and it doesn't have to be that you completely turn your life upside down and stop consuming everything you like. There are ways to enjoy the process of, of a bit of lifestyle transformation. Do you agree, Dr. Potter? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. Because, you know, of course, fertility is the, the focus, but then what else do you get? You get, you know, more energy, a better mood, you're sleeping better and just feeling really nice and juicy in your body. And I mean, who doesn't want that? Oh, I totally completely (laughs) agree. Like the, the, the opportunity for, yes, you want your baby. I know that's all you're focused on when you listen to this podcast, but um, open your mind a little bit and you will see that the potential for um, a massive upgrade in your quality of life is possible for you. And that will carry you forward forever. Not to mention that any of my patients with PCOS that learned how to manage their PCOS to, to conceive the first child, then they knew how to conceive the second one and the third one. Um, so you learn it now and then this will carry forward. Um, it'll help you feed yourself, you know, well, it'll help you take care of your family um, it'll help mm-hmm. you feel more vital and focused um, for your family. So there's just so much benefit. Um, Dr. Potter, where can our patients find you? So I'm here based in Portland, Oregon, but I work with women all over the country because I offer virtual sessions. Um, and, you know, be- for your listeners, because you're here listening, I invite you to sign up for a I Want My Body to Work Right PCOS Breakthrough Session with me. It's a free session where you and I jump on a call virtually to talk about what your fertility issues are and what's keeping you from getting pregnant. We talk about what's missing from your care that's keeping you from seeing results. And then you get clear guidance to move forward to get to the, have the best chances of becoming pregnant. So I invite you to reach out and sign up for one of those free sessions And um, you can also find me over on Instagram and Facebook as well. Dr. Angela Potter, naturopathic doctor specializing in PCOS and fertility. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'll definitely put your information in the show notes for all of our, our listeners to access. And it's a very generous offer for you to hop on a complimentary call um, to help give some, some insight and guidance and hope in this journey too.
Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Christina. It's been such a joy to be here with you. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community, and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.